Hey, and welcome to this podcast by Chestnut Mountain Church, located in Flowery Branch, Georgia, where our mission is to saturate the world by making disciples. We invite you to check out our website at chestnutmountain.org and follow us on social on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at chestnutmtn underscore to learn more about who we are. There are also video episodes located on our YouTube channel, along with other content not on this podcast. This episode features a sermon replay from Sunday's message. Let's take a listen. This morning, we're going to go ahead and jump back into our truth series. Um, Jared did a great job last week, maybe for some of you establishing and introducing one of our core values, or maybe you've been here for a long time and it sort of reintroduced you to the biblical teaching that we hold so dear and true to our heart. And so what I hope you know about Chestnut Mountain thus far is that what we're gonna do is we're not gonna stand here to project our opinion or our agenda upon you. Our responsibility is to project and to inform you of God's agenda, not ours. It's not about our opinion. It's not about our agenda. It's about his. And so we can talk about God's agenda. We can talk about God's plan But what I also want you to understand that we at CMC, that we're not only gonna teach it, but we're gonna submit to the authority of it. Did you hear me? And that's what we're gonna be talking about this morning. We're not just here to teach it, but we're here as a people to submit to the authority of God's word. I had a conversation this past week with one of the parents that is is gonna get to participate in the baptism of his son. And And me and him were having conversation as we were talking to little Benjamin, and he said, you know, the easiest thing for a child to understand is that we always talk about our relationship with Jesus, that he's our Savior and Lord. And while it is so easy to celebrate the Savior aspect, one thing that is hard to understand a lot of times is that while we celebrate him as Savior, we also have to submit to him as Lord meaning that he is the ruler of our life. So while we celebrate this savior aspect, we also need to learn how to celebrate the lordship aspect. And that's what we wanna kind of unpack this morning. You know, as we celebrate this idea of of him being our authority, of surrendering to him as Lord, what you're gonna see is that as we unpack the scripture over the next few weeks, that when people live outside of God's authority, all it does is create chaos and confusion. When we live outside of the standard of which God has ordained and put in place, all it does is birth confusion and chaos. And what Paul writes about in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 is he says that God is not the author of confusion. God is not the author of disorder. So what I want you to hear today, God is not the author of the condition of our world right now. God is not the author of confusion and chaos. Peace is found. Peace is found only in the submission to God's authority. Peace is found only in the submission to God's authority. Now, the reason that this 
This series on truth was kind of birthed. It goes back to, and I wish I could take all the credit for this, but I'm not that smart. Um, but I'm a part of a men's discipleship group, and we read through a book this summer called Kingdom Values. The author is Tony Evans, and, and what Tony Evans, undo, what he does is he unpacks the, the weight and the purpose of the truth of God's word. And so some of the examples you're gonna be hearing over the next few weeks, I wish I could say they were accredited to me, but they're not. I'm gonna go ahead and give Tony Evans the credit that's due to him. Um, so I want you to think about as we begin to share this this week. But my prayer has been this, listen to me. My prayer has been this. As we unpack the authority of God's truth, of God's law, of God's commands, I want you to understand that God ordained his law, God ordained the truth not to control us, but he did it because he loves us. And I know for some of you, you're going, wait a minute, rules and all that stuff, that doesn't exercise love. Why do you tell your child not to touch a hot stove? Because you love them, because you know the outcome. The Father loves you and me that much that he put in place the law, he put in place the truth, not to control us, but to love us. And so as we even look back into the garden, this is where it all started. God introduced the truth, God was the truth. And he commanded Adam and Eve what not to do, don't eat of that tree. What did they do? They lived outside of what God had ordained. They lived outside of God's truth. And in the moment they stepped outside of what God had put in place, guess what was introduced and cursed on all of mankind? Confusion and chaos. Confusion and chaos was discovered living outside of what God had put in place. And you see, God established the truth with Adam and Eve, not to control them, but because he loved them. Because God created them for intimacy with him. God created them for a relationship with him. And God wanted them to abide by his truth, by his standard, so that that intimacy would not be broken. And then out of, for whatever reason, selfishness, out of self-indulgence, they decided to step outside of God's command. They broke the intimacy with God. And then God spends the rest of the Bible righting their wrongs. That's the God of love. That's the God we serve and we worship. Peace and order is only found in submission to the truth of God. One of the examples that Tony Evans uses, and, and man, this is absolutely mind-blowing, is he talks about Big Ben. Many of you know Big Ben as the, the big clock tower that is in London, England. And what he talk, talked about is he said, it's amazing to watch people from all walks of life will walk through this city and they will reference Big Ben and you will see people from the wealthy to the, to the poor and every single person, no matter their socioeconomic status, no matter their background, no matter where they come from, but you will see every one of them taking their timepieces, taking their watches, and they basically set the truth of the standard of time according to what Big Ben says. 
They take out and they adjust their, their pocket watches. Y'all remember those that on the chains, the big old fancy things. They pull those out and they adjust their timepieces based off what Big, Bid, Big Ben says. They take out their digital watches and they begin to learn how to set those based off what Big Ben says the standard of time is. And he says, one thing you never see is you never see a man or a woman climb up Big Ben after looking at their watch and trying to adjust Big Ben to their standard of time that is on their watch. Can you imagine the chaos that would have took place if they tried to adjust Big Ben to line up with what their watch says? But the harsh reality, you do understand this is the world we live in. We live in a world where people are not about setting a standard and abiding by what God has put into place. But what we see is a lot of people, for lack of better words, climbing up the tower of Big Ben and trying to adjust the absolute truth, the absolute standard to what they feel and what it looks like to them. And what has it done? It's created absolute and total chaos and confusion. You see, God established the word. God established the truth. And what is our responsibility? Is to adjust our lives to the standard by which he is set. Not to try to get him to adjust to the standard that we have set. And now look, I'll go ahead and tell you now, I know that there's gonna be people in this service, there's gonna be people in the next service that don't like what you're gonna hear over the next three weeks. You're not gonna like the fact that there is authority, that there is absolute truth that we are called by God to submit to. But that's the bar that we're gonna set here at Chestnut Mountain Church. We're gonna submit to the truth of who God is and the standard that he has put into place. but we're gonna do it because we understand the love that the Father has for us. This is why we do it. So over the next few weeks, we're just gonna go ahead and throw old caution to the wind. I'm not about being politically correct, but we're gonna be about being biblically correct. This is not probably gonna tickle a lot of ears but I hope you understand that I'm doing this in love because I love you and I know God does. So this direction of truth, you ask like all of this, oh, Brian, why are we doing this truth? Why are we doing communion? Why are we doing the series in the book of James? Can I tell you that everything that I ever stand here and share with you is a product of me getting on my face and begging God to enlighten me on the direction that he wants us to go? Look, you're his people. This is his church. I'm just simply the messenger. And I'm not smart enough to give you what I know God wants you to have. And so I know that there's some seasons, even in the month of July, where you may not see me as much. And I'm thankful that a group of elders, they make me get away. And it's not that I'm just going on vacation. It's not that I'm just unplugging and turning everything off. I hope you understand that I spend time on my face in the presence of God saying, God, I'm not smart enough. So God, I'm totally reliant on you as to where we're going. 
and where we're headed. And so the fact that we're talking about truth, you can get angry with me all you want to, but at the end of the day, this is what God has instructed me to do, and my only obedience is due to him. But I hope you know that I'm doing it, number one, because I love my father, but I also love and I care about you. And you're his sheep. And I think the shepherd knows what his sheep needs. And so as we talk about truth, we're gonna answer the question today, what, what is truth? The definition of truth is this. The absolute standard by which is reality is measured. Truth is the absolute standard by which reality is measured. And as we've already talked about, we see a lot of people in our culture, we see a lot of people in our world that are simply asking this question, what is truth? And I want you to know that this, this question, what is truth? It goes back thousands of years ago. I want you to turn to the Gospel of John. We're gonna spend today in the Gospel of John, not just in one passage, but bouncing around in the Gospel. But I want you to turn to John chapter 18. And I want to share with you a conversation that is taking place between Pilate and Jesus. Now, what's interesting is Pilate was the one who had the authority to set Jesus free before he went to the cross. He had all the influence he needed. He had the ability to set him free. But I want you to listen to this conversation that happens between Pilate and Jesus in, in John chapter 18. Verse 36 through 38. John chapter 18, verses 36 through 38. It says, my kingdom is not of this world, said Jesus. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight so that I wouldn't be handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not from here. You are king then, Pilate asked. You say that, I'm a king, Jesus replied. And I love what Jesus says next. I was born for this. That sounds like a t-shirt or something, doesn't it? I was born for this. And then he goes on to say, I was born for this. And I have come into this world for this. To testify to the truth. And everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. And what does Pilate ask him? What is truth? Pilate wanted to know what the truth was. Pilate was asking the same question that maybe you and I ask even today in the context of our culture. What is truth? You see, Jesus had already been previously teaching about what is truth. John chapter 14, verse six, he very clearly states what is truth. Jesus says, I am the way, I am the what? The truth, and I am the life. And anyone that comes to the Father must come through me. I am the truth. I am the standard by which everything is set. And Jesus is saying, this is the very reason that I've been sent. I've been sent to set the standard. And it is only by my standard, it is only by my truth that man can be reconciled back to God. And God in his love for us 
And Jesus in his love for us, we know that he knew that man could not achieve this standard. Man could not live ultimately by the truth of the law. He could not live by the standard by which God had set. So Jesus was sent and says, because you can't do it, I'm gonna do it for you. I'm gonna abide by the standard. I'm gonna abide by the truth because I am truth. And in order for you to be reconciled to God, you've simply got to place your faith in the fact that I'm the truth, that I'm the way, that I'm the only way that you can be reconciled to God. You can't live by the standard in which God has set. And so I've come to do it for you. And you just got to trust me. You've got to trust that that is what I was sent to do. And once we place our faith in the fact that we believe Jesus is truth, that Jesus is the standard, then we know what the promise is. That in John three sixteen, the gospel in a nutshell is probably the most popular verse that we've ever heard. That even for people who are unbelievers probably know John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he sent his only son. And we know this verse from Bible school. We know this verse from our entire life. We know the purpose of why Jesus was sent. He was sent so that you and I could obtain eternal life through placing our faith in what he was sent to do because we didn't have the ability to do it. We didn't have the ability to do it. And so if you read the gospel of John, you'll hear a lot of times people will say to new believers that people always wanna say, well, where do I start reading? There's no better place than to start in the book of John because this is Jesus in a nutshell. This is Jesus's heart. This is Jesus's ministry. And so all throughout the gospel of John, you see Jesus constantly sharing the good news of the gospel that I came so that you could have life, that I'm the standard I'm the truth. And so in John chapter eight, I want you to flip back a few pages. You're gonna hear a conversation between Jesus and some new believers. In John chapter eight, verses 30 through 32, it says here that as he was saying these things, many believed in him. Saying these things, this is the gospel. He's saying that I came so that you could have life. You place your faith in me and you will have eternal life. And because they were believing what he says, they were being saved. Then he goes on in verse 31. Then Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, if you continue in my word, you really are my disciples. Verse 32, you will know my truth. You will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Read that again at the end of verse 31. If you continue in my word, what is his word? His word is the truth. His word is the standard. His word is the law. And he said, if you continue in my word, you really are my disciples. So if you're learning about me, if you're listening to my word, then you truly are learning from me. And then he goes on to say, you will know the truth. 
You'll know the law. You'll know the standard because you're falling in love with me. You're knowing more about me. And the more you know about me, guess what? Because I am truth, I will set you free. Because I am truth, I will set you free. And this is where we have to understand the more that we submit to the authority of Jesus Christ, the more freedom we find. Did you hear what I said? The more you submit to the authority of Jesus Christ, the more freedom you find because he is the truth. And we realize that the more we fall in love with Jesus, the more we realize what Jesus was sent to do, that these rules, that this standard, that this truth it wasn't put in place to control us. It was actually put into place to provide freedom. You know, we're getting ready to enter into the fall season and probably a lot of you will be getting in your vehicles and heading up the mountains to see the, the leaves change. And as you drive up the mountains, as you come down the mountains, you're gonna see some things on the, the side of the road. You're gonna see in some places, you're going to see maybe where a cross has been placed or, or maybe on a tree, you'll see a wreath hanging on a tree. And, and all of those are being put into place in remembrance of someone who lost their life from driving off the side of the mountain. And I know that there's times when I drive by and I see these crosses, I see these wreaths hanging on the trees, and I automatically in my mind go, why in the world was there not a guardrail put up? Why in the world was there not a guardrail? I know what's on the other side. It doesn't take a rocket science to figure that one out. If you go over, it ain't gonna turn out real good. But what we've gotta understand is the purpose of that guardrail is not put there to, to control you. It's put there to give you freedom. It's put there to give you hope. It's put there to keep you between the lines. And that guardrail will keep you from going over the edge. But you don't have to raise your hand, but I would ask the question of how many of you have ever bumped up one against those guardrails? What do you automatically know when you begin to make contact with that guardrail? Uh-oh, I better change direction because this guardrail's gonna run out. And if I'm still bumping up against this guardrail and the guardrail runs out, guess what happens? It leads to destruction. It leads to death. And so the guardrail is put into place to protect us, but is also put into place so that we know when and how to change direction. That's what we have to understand that the truth of God's word is all about. That these guardrails are put into place so that we will ultimately end at the destination that we are longing for. The authority of God's word is put into place to keep us from destruction, to keep us from confusion, to keep us from chaos, to keep us from heartache. And when we begin to have friction against the authority of God's word, that's the Holy Spirit combined with the authority of God's word to saying, hey, my child, listen, you need to change direction. Because if you don't change direction, it's not gonna end well. And this is what happens when we submit to the authority and the lordship 
of the ordained truth of God. That he is truth. And he's truth because he loves us. But what you would realize real quick is that as you have friction with that guardrail, if you stay going in the same direction, there is no peace found. It's only utter destruction found. And so when you feel, and I know I say it all the time, when you feel the conviction of the Holy Spirit, when you feel the conviction of God's word opening your heart and mind to change direction, don't get offended by it. Be thankful for it. He's doing it because he loves you. He's doing it because he cares for you. He's doing it because he wants you to avoid the destruction. It's not done out of control. It's done out of love. And what is so heartbreaking is that when people look for freedom outside of the truth of God's word, they only find more chaos and destruction. And so the question that we have to answer, will we submit to the absolute truth? Will we submit to the absolute truth? In that book, there was a, a funny part where it said that this student goes into his philosophy class first day in college. And his philosophy professor stands up and he says, my goal is that by the end of this semester is to prove to you that there is no absolute truth. And the student raises his hand and he asks the question, is that the absolute truth? So needless to say, I'm assuming the young man failed the class. <laughs> but at the end of the day, what is so heartbreaking is we're living in a, in a world and a time that you're being told, that we are being told, that you don't have to submit to this truth. You can create your own. You don't have to submit to the truth of what this book says. You know what? You can just create your own truth. And this is where we're finding the language now, my truth, your truth, his truth, her truth. And what absolutely burns me up is that when you hear people say, you wanna find your truth, you just trust your heart. Your heart will lead you to truth. You know what the Bible says about your heart and my heart? Look at what Jeremiah 17, nine says. I wanna turn there. I think we'll have it on the screen. Maybe. Yes. Listen to what it says. The heart, what you're being told to trust is more deceitful ha, than anything else and incurable. Who can understand it? So you're being told to trust something that in some texts it will say is deceitfully wicked. You can't trust your heart. You can't trust your emotions. You can't trust how you feel about certain things. Because I think we can all attest to the fact that our feelings and our emotions will lie to you. 
Here's a newsflash. It doesn't matter how you feel. It doesn't matter what your heart says. It will never change the standard of which God has already set. People say, well, I don't want to believe the Bible. Well, that's on you because it is never going to discredit the truth of what the Bible says. And there's coming a day that they're going to discover that. They're coming a day that they're going to find that out. And what we have to do is we have to pray that they will learn to submit to the guardrails that have been put in place and that God will open their heart and their minds that those guardrails are there for love, not control. The best way I know to explain this is you're about to hear the extent of my math skills. You know, basic math principle is one plus one equals what? Two, right? That's a standard. That is a truth by which has been set. I can sit right here all day long and I can say, well, yeah, I see that you say one plus one equals two, but you know what? I feel in my heart, huh? I just feel it that it equals three. I want so bad for one plus one to equal 98. I don't know why 98, that was just a random number. You understand that it doesn't matter how I feel, it doesn't matter what my emotions are trying to conjure up, nothing will ever change the standard and the absolute truth that one plus one equals two. But what we live is in a world that God has set the standard of his law and the fact that he is the absolute truth and it doesn't matter how we feel or how bad we don't want it to be true. That will never be dictated by your emotions and how you feel. God said it and we're simply invited to submit to it. But will we? The truth is, listen, here it is. Here's the takeaway from the day. The truth is whatever God declared it to be. Sin is sin. There is no exceptions. There are no circumstances that justify it. If the word of God calls it sin, guess what? It's sin. It doesn't matter how you or I feel about it. It doesn't change the standard by which God has ordained because he is the absolute truth. You know, and where we have to be very careful, and this will be addressed in the truth and love talk but what we have to understand and what we've got to begin to pray for is for the people who don't recognize the word of God as the absolute truth. Because in our flesh, our heart, in our emotions, guess what we want to do? We want to hate them. We want to get mad at them. We want to dislike them. Here's another newsflash. You realize that was once you before the Holy Spirit of God opened your eyes and convicted your heart of your own sin. That was you. You lived outside of God's standard. I lived outside of God's standard. I was trying to find my own truth. You were trying to find your own truth. 
but only by the grace of God have you been saved through faith in him. And so when we look into this world, when students go to school tomorrow, the whole Jackson County student section we got over here, and I'm loving it. When y'all go into Jackson County tomorrow, you pray that God gives you the eyes to see people the way that he does. Because when they're living outside of the command of God, when they're living outside of the truth of God, they're broken, they're alone, they're searching, they're hopeless, they're dying. And as a follower of Jesus Christ, we're commanded to love them right where they're at. What would it look like if we loved them to the foot of the cross? You see, God's standard has been put in place so that broken people can be mended. God is the truth so hopeless people can find hope. God is the truth so that lonely people can find companionship in him. God set the truth so that those dying could find life. And as we look around, we see people that are just living in misery. You know, going back three years ago, you understand that suicide has gone through the roof. You know why? Because people are being told, you can find peace outside of this. And we're seeing people try everything under the sun. And they're not finding the peace that the world is offering them. And so they're saying there's no hope. And so they're just deciding to end it. I want to be careful here, but... Uh, I've had a situation in my own life. Where I've seen someone living outside the truth. Knowing good and well, they know the truth. And in my flesh, and I'm just being completely transparent, pretty good at that. My flesh don't want to like them. My flesh wants to cut them off. But I spent time with God and I said, God, God, let me see him the way you see him. And can I tell you, church, supernaturally, I couldn't even get mad anymore. And I watched this individual that knows the truth. And I watched them trying 
everything under the sun. And what I learned to see is that that's just a hopeless heart trying to find hope. And so as the Holy Spirit laid on my heart, he asked me, what is it like if you just love them back to me? And I'll tell you, church, I don't want to. Nothing in my flesh wants to. But because I'm a child of God, I'm commanded to submit to the authority of what his word tells me to do. And what I've got to help this individual see is that there is no peace found outside of the guardrails in which God has put in place. And so maybe you're here this morning and you may be one of these people that you're trying to establish truth. You're trying to figure it out for yourself. Can I tell you, you're just really trying to complicate it. We've already got it. It's already discovered. It's already established. And if you're here today and you're searching for truth outside of anything besides the word and the authority of the truth of this word, I know you're miserable because what you're trying ain't working. Jesus says he is the truth, and the more you know the truth, the truth will do what? Set you free. Set you free. And so this morning, if you're trying to find your own truth, I just want to invite you today, stop climbing the tower of Big Ben to adjust the standard of time to match yours. Just simply adjust your standard of time to the truth that's already been set. And know that the truth has been set, the standard has been put in place because you're loved by the Father. And so I really, and I know I say this a lot, I ain't got a clue how to close out this morning. No clue what the response is. Maybe as a child of God, you're where I'm at and you see a family member, you see someone living outside the truth and you're just angry, you're disgusted, you've cut them off. Aren't you thankful that he didn't cut you off? Aren't you thankful that he never stopped pursuing you? And maybe you need to ask God, just give me, the, give me the compassion to love them. God, I don't like them right now. But God, give me the compassion to love them. Let me see them the way you see them. Or maybe today you're not even a born again believer. And today you're here searching for truth. Can I tell you that this book was written for you? This is where peace is found. 
This is where hope is found. And now to the believer, all I can tell you is to submit to it. It's the very thing that sets you free. Yeah, and even if you don't like it. Look, there's parts of this book I don't like. It's hard to live by. But I'm thankful that the guardrails were put in place because my father loves me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you made a decision or if you have any questions about salvation or anything about this Christian journey, one of our pastors would love to connect with you. So to connect and find out what your next steps are, go to our website at chestnutmountain.org slash next steps and there will be a form for you to fill out so one of our pastors can connect with you. We also want you to do three things right now. Number one, leave a review on this podcast. Tell us what you think. And also, a review allows us to reach even more people. Number two, subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already so you don't miss an episode during the week. And number three, we want you to go check out our Chestnut Mountain Church YouTube channel. So maybe there's some visuals in this episode that you couldn't see but wanted to see. And that's why we have video versions of these episodes along with other content not featured on this podcast right now on our YouTube channel. Lastly, we invite you to join us live for worship on Sunday mornings in person at 9 o'clock or 1045 a.m. Eastern Standard Time or online at 1045 as well. Learn more about us on our website at chestnutmountain.org and don't forget to follow us on social at chestnutmtn underscore for more encouragement and to see all what God is doing in and through CMC. We love you, we're praying for you, and we'll see you next time.